And then we'll just go through and try to answer those questions as we go. You can write them on your paper and as we go. It's the first one that says, what is the reader told not to forget? Not to forget the law. In other words, uh, yeah, sir. Yeah, mm -hmm. not to forget the law. And he said to let, uh, let your heart keep my commandments. You know, uh, uh, he said if you love me, and uh, John 14, 15, uh, Jesus said if you love me, keep my commandments. You know, uh, so this is a father talking to his son. You know, you know, you know, God talks to us about wisdom and different things, but in this uh, particular uh, passage here is, is his father talking to his son. You know, we have to teach our children as they're coming up, and this is the father teaching his son about the benefits and understanding the wisdom. You know, you have to have those things into, and that we can go through life. And so and in this verse, you know, the, the father is telling the son, you know, not to forget the law. You know, uh, God told the Israelites, you know, to abound them about their necks, teach them to their children, you know, when they get up, when they go to bed, you know, when you're going out, when you're coming home, you know, so this teaching us how often we should teach our kids, you know, about God. You know, that's all the time. You know, the, the, uh, the God told them, you know, when you get up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, when you're going back and forth, you know, bind those things about your neck, you know, so you have them with you all the time. <clears throat> and, you know, this is not a physical binding around the neck. This is, you know, keeping those things in your, in your mind, you know, remembering those laws. You know, because back then, you know, they read the law daily. You know, and those, those things lasted three or four hours. You know, and we worship what, you know, we come to worship one day a week, come on Wednesdays. Sometimes we have special sessions. You know, theirs was daily, you know, and they lasted, they read the law, you know, three or four hours a day, and they had to stand while they was doing it. You know, we get to sit in the air-conditioned rooms and, and uh, get to relax. But, you know, and then we hear maybe, what, two, three hours on Sundays, maybe an hour, hour and a half on Wednesday, and then on special session, maybe if we have a special Bible uh, study or have a special guest to come in, you know, but theirs was daily. You know, they done, done theirs daily. <clears throat> All right, then num the number two, it said, what will keeping God's commandments do for us? That's Proverbs 3, 2. Length of days and long life. Length of, yeah. days and long life and peace. You know, <clears throat> so it said we'll have peace. Uh, So we, we have to, we, that give us long days and long life and also give us peace. <clears throat> so we, uh, you know, so having those things, you know, is a benefit to, in our lives. You know, having wisdom, having godly wisdom, you know, have, uh, earthly wisdom is good for us in life too, but we got to have both. You know, some people think that uh, earthly wisdom is all they need, and they think earth, their earthly wisdom overrides. God's wisdom, because a lot of times they think they're smarter than God, but we, we know better. <clears throat> uh, and then three, it said, what are, what are we to do with mercy and truth? Uh, 
bind them to our necks and write them to our, uh, write them upon the table of our hearts. You know, you know that's what the Bible tells us. You know, uh, in I think in First Corinthians it talks about the tables of stone. You know that you know they was written on tables of stone before, but now the, the law is written in our hearts. You know. You know, it's, it's, it's the hard thing. Now, back in the old law, it was things that was written. You know, but now today, it's, 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 it's the things of the heart. You know, they only sin when they violated the written laws back then. We violate the law when we violate the law in our heart. You know, when Jesus gave the uh, other, when he, Jesus reiterated the commandment, you know, he said, you know, if a man, in uh, the old law said, if a man, should not commit adultery. But I say, if you lust upon a woman in, in your heart, you have already committed adultery. So in other words, when we think about things, it's considered sin. You know, back then they had to actually do those things. Uh, so it was, it, was a, it was a table thing with them. Whatever the law said, that's what they had to do. With us, it, it's, it's a heart thing. You know, we know things are not right a lot of times when we do them because, you know, our mental aspect of it. But, you know, back then, you know, there was based on tables of stone. And, you know, and, and, and Paul said that, you know, the law is written in our hearts now. You know, we have the law written in our hearts and not on tables of stone. <clears throat> so we have to make sure that, you know, what we do is a conscious thing with us. You know, instead of uh, the law is about principalities and powers in the darkness. You know, so it's it's not based on just what just what's written. Now, it's, a lot of it's based on what's written because we have to go by what the Bible says. But it's it's not based on just what we do. It's also based on what we think. You know, our thinking is important. Now, you know, when we think about sin, we sin. You know. So we have to, you know, that's why we have to always continue to ask God for forgiveness. But we're always thinking about something that we shouldn't be thinking about. You know, you know when we think about things that we shouldn't be thinking about, then we should ask, you know, ask God for that forgiveness. That's that personal forgiveness that we don't have to go to the church and ask for. We can ask God directly, you know. <clears throat> so, uh, so we have to make sure that, you know, what we're thinking is, is good thoughts. You know, we have to keep our minds on the right things. All right, the next one is, says, why do we need to trust in the Lord? Uh, Proverbs 3, 5. Uh, okay, yeah, why do we need to trust in the Lord? That we can't trust ourselves. That we can't trust, that we don't lean on our own understanding. In other words, we, you know, we can't, we can't decide what's best for us, you know. You know, God decides what's best for us, and he do things. A lot of times, people don't think what God commands us to, to do or not to do is right for us. You know, they think it's over, overbearing. You know, it's a lot, of, especially today, it's a lot of things today people think, well, you know, it's in the scriptures, but then they don't, they either think it's don't, fit us today because of our society. Uh, look at the homosexual thing. You know, you know, you got people now that's trying to say that, you know, we should accept it. 
you know, but you know, it, but the Bible, you know, is always even in the Old Testament it was against it. When you get to the New Testament, it's against it. But then they said we should, you know, be. now should we treat those people like we treat everybody else? That's you see, that's what they don't get. You know, they, they think that we should be dogmatic with those people. We shouldn't be dogmatic with them, but we still have to tell them what's right and what's wrong. You know, uh, uh, and that's where, where it is people get off it. You know, they want to be dogmatic with, with things like that. You know, uh, you have, don't, you know, you can't, you can't convert people by being dogmatic with them. You know, sometimes it's how you approach people is how they're going to uh, react to you. You know, and, and that's where it is with some people in the church, you know, instead of being loving kind to people when they do things wrong, you know, they tell them what's going to happen to them if they don't straighten up. You know, our job is not to tell them what's going to happen to them. You know, they know what's going to happen to them if they don't straighten up. You know, our job is to go to them with love and kindness, you know, because we have to think about ourselves. What if there was us? that fell into that trap. We want somebody to come into us saying, you know, if you don't straighten up, Sam, you're going to hell. <clears throat> no, that's not the way we talk, and that's what people do with, you know, with people that in, in relationships like that, you know, telling them what's going to happen. Then you got people on the other side saying, you know, God's going to love you anyway. Well, yeah, God's going to love them anyway, but he's still going to punch, you know. You know, he chastises us because he loves us. And if we, you know, if, if my dad tells me not to go somewhere and I go anyway, what's going to happen? He's going to punish me. If God tells us not to do something, that don't mean he don't love us because he punishes us. That means he punishes us because he loves us. He wants us to change. You know, and that's, that's where it should be. Uh, it also says you should commit your work unto the, uh, Proverbs 16, 3 said, commit your work unto the Lord and your thoughts shall be established. You know, so we commit, you know, all our thoughts should be based on scripture, you know, not what our own thinking. You know, everything we think about, you know, we have to make sure everything we think about, everything we do, we have to make sure that it falls in line with scripture. You know, because if it don't fall in line with scripture, then that means we shouldn't be doing it. You know, we should, uh, we should uh, go a different route. Then number five, it says, Upon what conditions will the Lord direct our steps? Uh, Proverbs 3, 6. By, by acknowledging him. You know, we have to acknowledge him. You know. And because acknowledging him, we have to follow him. You know, we have to know he's the creator. We have to know all the spiritual knowledge is coming from him. You know, we get earthly knowledge from man. You know, and sometimes that earthly knowledge Sometimes it's not good. Now, if we get too much earthly knowledge, you know, like Felix told Paul, you know, you go mad. Some people go mad because they get too much earthly knowledge. You know, a lot of these college-educated people, you know, these high, really highly college-educated people, don't, a lot of times they don't have any common sense. When I worked out on the uh, arsenal, all these engineers and scientists and things out there, you know, when it came down to common sense, you know, I was like, how did you? How did you get a job like this? You know, because they'll come in the building and, you know, because they had these cars that they had to get in the building with. And then they'll come, I was, I was a security specialist out there, and they would come to me and say, my car don't work. 
I said, is it expired? I don't know. Look on the back. <laughs> Look on the back where I say, well, we got to, we got to renew it. Yeah. Uh, it's, they just think one way, you know. You know, they, they think one way, and we can't think one way. We have to think, you know, what's good for us on earth is knowledge. What's good for us, heavenly knowledge. We have to kind of balance both of those things out. You know, we can't, uh, uh, especially uh, earthly knowledge, we can't let earthly knowledge rule over our heavenly knowledge. You know, that's, gonna be, that's gotta be number one for us. All right, uh, anybody got any questions or comments so far before we go any further? Okay, but uh, knowledge in him, you know, that's, you know, that's how he would direct our steps. You know, well, he can't direct our steps if we don't acknowledge him because we're not abiding by his laws. You know, if we're going our own way, what they call going rogue, you know, you're doing things, what you want to do, whether the scriptures said do it or not do it. You know, the scriptures tell us things to do, then the scriptures tell us things not to do. You know, if it tells us things to do, it's a sin for us not to do them. If it tells us things not to do, then it's a sin for us to do it. You know, uh, the Bible tells us it's a sin or not to worship. You know, and then the Bible tells us uh, it's a sin to uh, use foul language, you know, or uh, mistreat your neighbor, or things like that. So there's a, there's a sin for doing certain things and a sin for not doing certain things. So we have to make sure we balance out which one of them that's, uh, that's in God's will. And number six said, what will be help to our navel and marrow to our bones? Not be wise in our own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. Okay. All right. said, not being wise in our own eyes, fearing the Lord, departing from evil. All right. So in other words, we can't have that earthly smarts that override that heavenly smart. You know, we gotta fear God because if we let our earthly smarts override our heavenly smarts, that means we're not fearing God because we're not obeying his commandments. You know, we're just doing what we want to do. Uh, then we gotta depart from evil. In other words, whatever the Bible says wrong, you know, we have to get, stay away from those things. You know, it may be something that we love to do, you know. Uh, some of, you know, some of us may have, before we became a Christian, may have liked to go out and party. Well, one of the things we have to do after we become a Christian, we have to leave that alone. You may have liked to drink alcohol. Well, once you become a Christian, you have to leave that alone. You know, so, you know, we have to depart from those evil things. You know, and then we have to fear God because we know if we don't depart from those things, you know, uh, we're going to fear what God's going to do to us in the end. You know. Now, I think a lot of people look at because don't nothing happen to them here on earth that they're okay. You know, God didn't promise that we were going to be punished in this life. Yeah, in the Old Testament, I think they're going about what the Old Testament, you know, back in the Old Testament, you know, you committed a sin, you got punished for that sin right then. You know, you committed adultery, what happened to you? You know, you was put to death. You know, uh, you know that don't, you know, you do that now, you only die spiritually. You know, that same thing that happened with, with Eve. You know, that Satan told her, you know, you're not, you won't surely die. Well, I think Eve was looking at dying a physical death. 
You know, but when God told them that, you know, that you would surely die, it was, you know, of course they were going to die a physical death afterwards, but not right then. I think they, she was looking at, you know, I, he was saying to us, you know, you're not surely die. In other words, you know, he's saying I'm not going to die, so I can eat this fruit and I'll be good. You know, but, you know, she didn't, wasn't looking at the future of that spiritual death, for one, and the death later on, because before Adam, before Adam and Eve ate that fruit that they were supposed to eat, they would have lived forever. That's what the tree of life was done. You know, you eat the tree of life, you get to live forever. Once God took that tree of life away, that's where death came into the world. Because if we don't have a tree of life, you know, uh, we can't we can't live forever. You know, you know, God knew what He was doing. You know, He didn't fix it where you just live forever automatically. You know, that tree of life is what kept them uh, living for, for the long time. And then once he took that tree of life away, once he put them out of the garden where they couldn't get to that tree, then that's where death came into the world. <clears throat> uh, all right, then uh, seven it says, who is happy? The man who found wisdom, God's wisdom and understanding. Okay. Uh, God, what about the man that's got all the money? That, is that happiness? No. You, know, you know, sometimes a poor person is happier than a rich person. You know, because a rich person, I think what Proverbs said, a rich person is always worried about, you know, what's going to happen to his stuff. You know, a poor man don't have to worry about that because he don't have nothing to lose. <laughs> you know. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know, uh, the man that finds his wisdom and the man that get understanding uh, in Acts 6.3, it said, Look among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. When they were, when they was first looking for, to uh, add uh, 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 people to help with the widows, when the widows got to complaining that they wasn't, you know, getting the treatment, you know, getting the special treatment that they needed or, or getting the help that they needed, and they said, look among you for seven men with honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. You know, in other words, they were looking for men with that, with that spiritual wisdom, you know, not that earthly wisdom. And then you can make those, you know, those men to be the one to go out and help these widows and things like that. And, and, and as we look at that, kind of like the first set of uh, uh, deacons or, uh, that was, that was uh, established during that time. <clears throat> All right, then eight it said, What is more precious than rubies? Three uh, uh Proverbs three fifteen. All right. It said wisdom uh said nothing can be compared to it. Yeah. You know, if we got wisdom, you know, you got everything. You know, it said, you know, they're more precious than rubies. First Peter 1 Peter 1.7, it said, A trial of, uh, trial of your faith being much more precious than the gold that perishes. Yeah. You know, in other words, we can, we can get gold, but, you know, gold's going to perish. When this earth is gone, this gold is gone. You know, <clears throat> you know but, you know, wisdom, you know, you know, what's that old saying, you know, uh, learn like you're going to live forever, and live like you're going to die tomorrow. You know, that's, that's our goal. You know, learn as much as we can while we're here. 
you know, because we can't learn too much. We'll never learn the Bible, you know. Can't nobody in here, or no, probably nobody said they know the whole Bible, you know. There are some things that, you know, we learn, and there are some things, you know, there's a lot of things that I don't know about the scriptures. You know, it's, it's just too much there, you know. And plus, my brain is not one of those who remember a lot of things either. So I forget a lot. I read something today, and I don't forget what it says tomorrow. <clears throat> so I have to read it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again for it to stick in my mind. And I remember one thing that my uh, martial arts instructor told me a long time ago. He said, in order to remember something, you have to repeat it 5,000 times. And, you know, that's probably a good analogy. All right, uh, number nine, how are wisdom's ways described? All right. Yep. Ways of pleasantness and peace, the tree of life, and being happy. You know, and then uh, first, second Thessalonians 2.16, it says, The Lord of peace himself give you peace always by all means. Uh, and then uh, 10, let's try to get these through this left before time run out. So, uh, what blessings... Uh, does sound wisdom and discretion bring? Proverbs 3, 21 to 24. Life to your soul. Uh-huh. Grace to your neck. Okay. Walk safely. All right. Lie down and not be afraid. Lie down and sleep sweet. Sweet sleep, yep. Life to the soul, grace to the neck. Walk safely in the way. No stumbling. Not being afraid to lay down and sweet sleep, you know. Uh, you know those. You know those are the things that you know that a Christian shouldn't don't worry about. You know, when you go to bed at night, you don't have to worry about it if you don't wake up. Uh, there is a song. It's not a, a Christian song, but it's, it's the song goes like this: If I don't wake up in the morning, I'll be all right. You know. So. Uh, Said, don't worry about me because I'll be all right. You know, if we are in Christ, you know, we can say that. You know, if I if I don't wake up, you know, don't worry about me because I'll be all right. You know, or, uh, we shouldn't be afraid of death because you know, you know, Paul wasn't afraid of death. Matter of fact, Paul welcomed death. You know, he said, you know, be uh, he wished that he was with God, but it was better for them for him to be here, you know, but he would rather, you know, be with God. Uh, what about, uh, let's do this last one real quick. Well, we got two more here. Uh, who, is, who is to be our confidence? Yeah, the Lord shall be our confidence. First uh, John five fourteen said, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And in uh, Psalm 119.9, it says it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. And then, uh, uh, so that's, that's, I think that's the last one. So, but, but this is kind of how we benefit from wisdom <laughs> and understanding.
You know, we get that uh, heavenly wisdom, you know, we benefit from the heavenly wisdom because we don't do the things we shouldn't do and we continue to do the things that we should do. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for the, answering the questions and we'll uh, continue next week and we'll see. We may, may do that again next week that I might do it a different way. We'll